So with unit four, um, the, the material that I just submitted focuses on chemical reactions and chemistry. Um, this past week, I just actually made the transition into private school from public school. So it's been kind of a busy week, but I've noticed a lot of differences in the education and just the differentiation of material and also the different um, student population as well as the needs of that population. Um, while it is still diverse, there's not as many needs as in there is a um, IQ test for students to even get enrolled into the school. So typically a little bit higher level students, a little bit stronger students. So differentiation becomes a little bit easier in some ways, um, but then a little bit more challenging sometimes to find new ways to challenge those students who are even a little bit more above the curve um, than those already advanced students. So with the lessons that I submitted, um, they help differentiate an instruction by giving students kind of a little bit of every way to learn. Um, students who learn best by um, audio and by hearing and by seeing me do it on the board, they get that little touch of that. And then they also get the where I kind of take my hands off the wheel and I say, all right, it's your turn to practice this and kind of put it into play and see how you do on your own while I still walk around the classroom and um, kind of, you know, moderate what's going on and make sure that those students are getting it to where my students who are working at a faster pace that don't need any help are able to just kind of breeze on through and they know if they need something, they let me know. And I can check in and kind of spend some more time working through it slower with my lower level students. Um, and I've noticed that that tends to work a little bit better, like once I've introduced the topic, to go back and do that and kind of let people break off and walk around and teach um, individually as needed because where I have so many higher level students in those courses, they tend to get very bored and um, lose focus if they're waiting on me to explain the material and the content to a lower level student and maybe there's one or two lower level students and the rest 20 some are just sitting there kind of waiting until we can move on to the next part. So uh, I've noticed that that kind of helps with that because it's really easy to kind of address those two people individually um, aside instead of losing the whole class's attention just to focus on that. So a lot of times I'll say I'm going to get right back to that. Let's cover this and then once we get you know, once we start break off an independent practice, I'll help you some more. Um, some specific examples of how the multimedia I created um, can be integrated with different learning styles. I think because, so we do have, still have student support, um, or we call it academic support services. So those are students who still maybe get a, like, a little extra tutoring they're on the lower end of the IQ that gets accepted into our school um, outside of, you know, those are still higher level than what we had most of the time in public schools. Our lower level students would be considered our public schools gifted students. Um, and so um, I believe that when I look at the different media that we use, especially in Smart Notebook, the biggest thing for that is being able to, a lot of our students have accommodations where they get access to all of the notes. To where if they were to miss something, if they didn't hear it, um, or if they were focused on something 
and work like writing down something else and happen to miss a note that they're able to still go in and access that. So as a result, academic services requires that we post a full transcript, basically a uh, transcription of what we did in class that day. So that means everything I worked out on the board needs to be posted online. So either one, you find somebody in your class who's a really good scribe or smart notebook, which works really well. Um, saves everything that you write on it as you go. So as I'm writing on it and I'm working out the problems, it's saving it so that my students can kind of see firsthand the process that I went through into solving it. So I think that helps to accommodate the different learning strategies um, and help student engagement because um, it encompasses in those students who maybe need those extra notes to look at and aren't the strongest note takers. So then they have those notes there provided. So Smart Notebook I've seen has been really good for that um, and giving you a space to kind of work out those problems and track all the things that you do in it. Also with the labs, I think that's really good at increasing student engagement because there's a bunch of different learning strategies. There's hands-on, um, there's independent practice, there's group practice. Um, the, the single replacement lab was an independent lab but yet they still had their partner there for support. If like I was out helping somebody else on the other side of the room, they still had their partner there for support. So, and they say the best way to learn new content is by teaching others. So that helps reinforce not only the person who has the question, but the person who's next to them that gets to explain it. Um, and then you go back and incorporate just the, the simple lecture style. So really I feel like the, the structure that we have going right now um, at my current setting has been really productive and successful in that each student gets what they need. Maybe not 100% of the time, but every student at some point for that unit has gotten what they need. Whether they needed it written to where they could see it, whether they need it spoken to where they can hear it, or whether they need it with actual chemicals right in front of them so they can see the chemical process happening. Um, so I think that's been a big thing is just accommodating every different learning style, no matter what it is, making sure that something in that is included. Um, and then promoting safe student safety and security when using multimedia is just making sure that they're on secure browsers, they're on secure um, systems, and that they are not putting out any private information into a huge public setting. So um, I know for me, the biggest thing is like when I make YouTube videos, of teaching the content for me as a teacher even though it may seem minor like I don't ever put my full name on that I don't ever put my location um, or the school that I'm at on those videos because to me that's a big safety thing and so the same thing with my students is I want to make sure if they're posting something to the web or they're posting their multimedia work that they're very secure and not sharing their identity or their location because you never know these days kind of what can come of that so just making sure that they are watching out for that and also just safety and security and plagiarism. So making sure that they're correctly following academic integrity so that nobody ends up coming back saying, hey, use my work. Here's the consequences. So safety and security in a lot of different aspects. Um, but then just, you know, overall making sure that our students, regardless of of what means, um, what various different means of technology we use in the classroom. At some point, making sure that we hit every learner's style of comprehension. 
So that's all for tonight. Hopefully you enjoy my um, reaction types documents. And let me know if you have any feedback on anything that you feel like maybe I could add to it or, um, or make it a little better. All right. Have a good night.